Morning Crypto. Good morning, Warriors, and welcome back to your favorite crypto news channel, Good Morning Crypto. My name's Gonzo, and we're going to do things a little bit different today. Of course, the title of the show is Let's Talk About Resistance, but when we talk about resistance, I'm not talking about like Bitcoin or Ethereum. I'm talking about resistance, resistance in our lives. Because I got to be honest with you guys, it's been a hell of a week. Uh, even this morning, there's been a bunch of resistance with coming to the show and the technical stuff when it comes to my laptop. That's why I don't have my background. But uh, we're going to get into it. We're going to try to, uh, we'll talk a little bit about crypto. I know someone's got some charts going. Um, and, you know, we're going we're gonna to have the, the chat real live and active. I'll try to involve you guys and, and we'll see where we go, right? So uh, good morning, Selman. Thank you for being here. Uh, how are you doing this morning? Thank you so much, man. Um, feeling great. Feeling great to be here on the show again. And you being the host, that's also exotic. That's different. So let's do it. Billy's here. Missed him as well. And so we got great topics as always. A uh, little bit different this time. And I'm pretty sure our people will love it. I see the chat is still like as always on fire. So um, let's start the show. Sweet. Billy, my man, my brother from another mother. How are you doing, bro? I'm here. You're here. I'm glad you're here with me on Friday. We, you know, we were talking this week and we we're trying to do something different and didn't work out that way. But uh, uh, I think it's going to be a great show. No, man, it's, I think it's going to be a great show. It's, it's, it's a little different not seeing abs on here, having your beautiful head on here with your perfect hair. I'm a little jealous. I got two guys on here with hair, beautiful hair. I got to wear a hat for this head. Uh, but no, man, you know, this is a good topic because I don't think we talk about resistance enough in life. We talk about crypto and, and things like that. And I think understanding support and resistance in your life will change your life as well. So understanding where those resistance points are and understanding how to get through those resistance points, just like you guys did this week, is, is just as key in life, even more so in life than it is in crypto and stocks. Yeah, I mean, I think you're 100% spot on. And you know what? Let's get the chat involved a little bit. If you had an outstanding week and everything went perfect for you, throw a one in the chat, right? But if you had some type of resistance or it was a tough week or you had a tough day, throw a two in the chat, right? So let's see how that goes. But just to kind of share a little bit about my story, um, I can't go into a lot of details because of what my work is, but it's been a, a hell of a week. Um in the, in the next couple of weeks, um, my job is going to kind of turn all the way upside down um, and it's going to really affect my schedule and, and my uh, freedom of time, right? Um, I'm still going to be around for a good morning crypto. It's going to alter one of the days a little bit, but you know, when it first happened, um, I'm not going to lie. I, I was upset. I was upset. I was frustrated. And even though, you know, I've been through the 120 day challenge and, and I know how things work, where I understand that one door closes and another one opens, you know, you get wrapped up in your emotions and just so thankful for the Academy and just the team, because uh, including my wife, Shelly, right. We always talk about my wife, Shelly, but she's my role dog. She's my rock. And she, she was the first one to kind of sit there and kind of lay things out of, you know, you've got to change the way you think it's fine. We're going to deal with it. This is going to kind of turn our lives a little bit upside down, but we need to look at the positive. And as I started to talk to like Johnny and then abs, right. And then I talked to Mario, I talked to Billy a little bit, you know, it was that realization that, yeah, things are going to get limited, but there's also another side where there's going to be some opportunities where I'm actually going to have actually more time to do some things. It's going to be like in a cycle of three months of being busy, three months of having more time, and then we'll see how it goes. Um, but you know, it, it, we're all human beings, right? And it takes a little bit of time to get there, right? Um, even though I know that this is probably in the end what I needed, right? And sometimes like we get set in our ways, right? Really, uh, we're set in your ways. And sometimes, did the broadcast just end? No, you're good. You guys still there? Yep. Oh, that was weird. It just froze, right? You see another resistance. <laughs> They're coming for you, G. You guys hear me now? Yeah, I can hear you now. I can hear you now. Yeah, there, there goes resistance. There you, go, there you, go. you know what, though? It, you got to look at it like this, too, G. Is um, sort of like when I got into the academy, I, I was trying to find out who I was. And, you know, when it, that was that resistance, right? Just like you're trying to find 
the new gonzo. You like you you know what that is. And sometimes it's crazy. I don't know if people believe in God or what you believe in. My God tends to remove me from situations I can't remove myself from because I'm too fearful of of what the could be's. Um, and what what's so amazing about the academy, man, is that it it gives you that support knowing that no matter what the fuck you choose, no matter what ledge you step out on, no matter what the world presents to us, we have that community of support. So it doesn't matter, bro. You, you're able to take that leap. And I would have never said those words before 3T because you, people don't have that, that stability of what, you know, what the academy brings. That way it gives you the, the ability to say, fuck it, if I go do this, I can put my all into it and know that I got the support of, of my family, my people, my community. Um, and it allows you to, to get past that resistance, right? Whatever it is holding back, fear, uncertainty, questions, whatever it is, uh, it, it allows you to, to move past that, man. So if you're hitting that resistance, just like they were saying in the comments, I welcome that shit. I chase resistance. I want to go through the fucking door. I don't want to go around it. I don't want to go under it. I want to go right through it because I know if I'm trying to get from A to Z and Z is where I want to be, then God have mercy on anything that's in my way because that's what I'm coming through. And now when you understand that you can only do that when you have relationships, that's the only way you can do it is have that support of other people saying, nah, man, I got you. Because sometimes we question our own decisions. Like, hey, am I supposed to be doing this? And you're right, bro. Shelly is a G for, for real. She, she's a she's an awesome one. So to have her in your corner, I feel the same way about my wife. Having that support allows us, because sometimes, like, I had to lean on my wife in order to get to where it is that I wanted to go, because we were hitting that resistance as well. So I think these are all blessings, man. Even with someone being stuck on the train today and, you know, and all the public transportation chaos that he's dealing with all that, because that's... That's the resistance that you're getting past and you're learning new things. So I think it's all good things, man. And I know I'm talking a lot. No, no, man. You're, you're 100% spot on. I, what I was saying before I glitched out is like, as human beings, we hate change, right? And I think it's the people that, like you're saying, that embrace change and that look forward to change, that that do well in life, that excel, right? Uh, and and you're right. I think, you know, you get very comfortable. And, and when I look back, because now I'm okay, right? It was a bad week, but right now I'm ready to go and I'm ready to roll like whatever comes. But, um, you know, sometimes you need something to push you, like you were saying. Like, I was very comfortable. I had my pattern. I had my time. I had my, look, my routine. And, and, and I would have stayed in that routine for a while, probably until not this July, but next July, when I'm going to be probably completely retired. And this thing just shook it all up. And I think in the end, it's a good thing. And I needed it, right? I needed to be forced into that or else I was going to stay in that same situation. And so, yeah, spot on. Well, you know, you think about it, people usually, you usually don't take advantage of opportunities when they're put before you when you're at a support level because you're comfortable. You're in a routine, uh, you know, or I mean, yeah, or even at that resistance level, that's when you need to take advantage of those opportunities so you can blow past whatever it is that you're doing, man. We've been talking about this for a while. We knew this was coming. Yeah. We yeah, knew you know, this was coming. And, and, yeah, and like I said, for those of you, I mean, I see a lot of people that we always see, but if you're new and you're just finding us, like definitely check out the Academy. There is a seven-day trial. We have our conference coming up. We'll talk a little bit about it. I, I'm waiting for Jackie to maybe send me the, the link because I think tickets go on sale at 2 p.m. Eastern time. Um, but I will show you guys Coach JV's um, – Twitter page, right? And so that you could always go back to that. I'm sure they're going to post it on there. But Selman, I know we've been talking a lot. Is there a time where you had resistance or anything that you want to share? Or, you know, we can move on to the crypto stuff a little bit. Yes, sir. I mean, this this morning, actually. So what happened was I was like super bullish for this day, right? I was like, man, today's going to be a fantastic day. I jumped out of bed seriously saying it's going to be a fantastic day. And you have to act that way, right, to make it great. And what happened, dude? My, uh, I have to, I had to uh, drive to another city uh, using public transportation. Train got canceled. I had to take a bus, and then people are striking. No other buses uh, available. The, and then, oh man, I, I jumped on the wrong bus, and it was terrible. But then I was like, I was reflecting, saying, how did I attract this? Because this means. I was my my thinking process wasn't right the, the last few days. And this is the accumulation of it. And boom, that's the result. 
So I'm like, whenever something happens to me, I'm always in the past, I was always blaming others. But now I am more of like, okay, I attracted this. What did I have? You know, what did I um, do wrong? So what can I do better next time? Was I feeling not right? Was I stressed? Was I always focusing on the things that I don't want? And now it's showering over me, raining over me, right? So um, all I can tell you guys is whenever something bad happens to you, embrace it. Know that, okay, there was something wrong in the past. You were Your thought process was not right. But also see it as, and I see it in the chat, lovely comments. I, um, it's always like a setback for another big show, right? A big event. And so God is preparing you for that. And um, there are many motivational uh, like uh, speakers, et cetera, telling you that uh, it's actually, you never go straight to, the, to your target, to your goal. You, it's like a, a hill, right? Like a huge landscape. You have ups and downs in life. And sometimes you need the resistance to lean back and then um, see what you've done wrong and then come out better. So this is why I am, I'm, brace, I'm embracing it. I made it to the show. It's still going to be a fantastic day. With that being said, I would love to actually talk a little bit about Bitcoin before we kick it to uh, some news updates here. So, guys, um, it's really yeah. Go ahead, bro. If you're if you um, are like on our Discord, you'll find this um, update that I shared the other day. I was pretty much thinking of okay, um, we weren't able to hold the twenty three thousand five hundred level, and you know we closed above it for one day, but that was not enough. Immediately the next day we we went bearish. And today obviously, you know, it took some time, of course. I shared this like a couple days ago, but it took took us a little while until we've seen that selling pressure on the four hour time frame. And now trading at twenty two thousand three hundred obviously not that cool. But we certainly took the liquidity away away that was sitting here right below this. And this is why I had this box set up. I was like thinking, okay, we might stand, stand here, move back up. And I still believe from here we could see a bounce back up to 22,800. Why? Because these big institutions, they want retailers to feel um, smart. So they every re retail investor will think this is the bottom. They will long the market. It will go up and retailers will feel bullish. Man, my trade is great, right? I did a great job. And obviously, institutional investors want you to think like that, and they want more liquidity to join the space, and then they can do another flash sale, right? Another dump, and then maybe you know our target could be twenty one thousand two hundred in the short term. Um, but obviously, um, at this moment, uh, closing below twenty two thousand eight hundred will will bring us to another leg down. I don't know what Bill uh, Billy what you think about this, but like in the a little bit more micro view, I would say it's still not, um, it's still possible. Let's say it's still possible to see $18,000, $19,000 before we see um, another leg up, like a, another bullish rally, maybe a summer rally. What's your take on that? I, I agree. It depends on what they do with the American dollar. If they turn on the printing presses, it's it's going to it's gonna drive crypto to the ground, I think. Um yeah, I honestly, I think it, we are going to take a, a leg down before we take another leg up. We have to. Um, that's what the market's calling for before we can take that that rise up. Um, so, yeah, I, I totally agree with that assessment, man. We're going to have to get through that resistance first, baby, and find that support. Right. Yeah. But, you know, uh, it's funny because I could show I, I didn't look at Bitcoin, but I, I was looking at AVAX for Johnny because he hit me up like I, I want to say two days ago. Uh, I will say this, I, I guess if we want to show like the bullish side of it is we did just make, if you look at his chart, we just, just make a lower high, right? So it depends. We have to hold where that low is uh, because if we come down and break structure, then we're coming down. But if you look, we kind of just made another lower high. So we'll see how it goes. But you know what we can do is, uh, let me show this. Um, double top. It can't break that. If it breaks that support line, it's a wrap. Right. Yeah. And so what I was looking at, because we got, um, if you can show my screen, hopefully this pops up, Selman. And this is for you, Johnny Crypto. We love you, Johnny. Yes, uh, yeah. So, so Johnny wanted me to look up AVAX, and this is wild. I'm going to just take off a lot of this craziness here, right? And so these are the moon phases, and this is what we always talk about, right? The black moon here is my new moon. 
and then these are my full moons, right? And this is where people get confused because, because new moons are bullish, right? Bullish energy and full moons are bearish energy, right? But when you're talking about price action, it works like inverted, right? So what happens is we have a new moon and then price corrects down to the full moon. So people were getting confused and saying, okay, we're having a full moon, so I'm going to wait because the price is going to go down. But that's not what happens, right? Once we hit the full moon, whether it's five days before or after that energy, price rallies up into the new moon, if that makes sense. So yeah, so Johnny called me up and he asked me like, hey, I'm trying to DCA into AVAX. And I'm telling you guys, this support line that I put right here, I drew this, uh, I want to say price action. So it was like two days ago, right? Today's the third. So it was about right here, right? So just looking at simple support and resistance where we were at, I was looking at this range right here and this range. And so I drew this line, right? I drew the line and then I kind of looked over here and I said, well, if we lose this, we're coming to this, right? And look what happened. Price action. She turned into an NFT again. Yep. So basically before he joins back. Wig, I got frozen. I got, yeah. I got frozen again, right? I got, I got frozen Gonzo. again, right? So yeah, pretty much you're saying. There is resistance in life, but there is also support, right? We got it there. So. My boy is quiet. Oh. Are you muted, G? You're muted. You're muted, Gonzo. There you go, friend. It's a laptop. Sorry, guys. It's a laptop. It can't, it can't take the power. But what was your question, Selman? I was just saying you were showing us supports, right? So yeah. the topic of the show was resistance, but here you go. In life, you also have support. Exactly. So. Yeah. And so we we kind of moved up off of that. But if we lose that range, we're coming down to the next line. And so that's for you, Johnny. Uh, and and my other line that I drew was about at uh, 1386. I was round up 1390, right? That line's at 1390. But um, yeah, so uh, let's move on a little bit. I, I it, Let's go to the... Uh, you know, in honor abs, let's go ahead and uh, I'm going to have to change my tab here, Selman. Let me see if I can get this to work. It keeps freezing, huh? Yeah, we're going to set up a GoFundMe account. Yeah. Wants to, hey, we're going to set up a GoFundMe account for Jackie and G's uh, computer. <laughs> <laughs> right, dude? Like, it just keeps freezing, man. Everybody please go, I was going to show... Yeah, I was going to show our, you know, our crypto Twitter account like we always do. Uh, you know, if you want to come check us out, you want to come talk to us. There it is right there. If you want to bring it up, Selman. There's a crypto Twitter account. So, you know, definitely come check us out. Um, Abs is like the main one on, uh, you know, some of us have our own um, Twitter. But definitely, like, if you want to talk to us, you can reach out to the main account uh, and we always get uh, back to you. Uh, I love the crypto bubbles. Let's see if they come up. This is the daily. You can see that, you know, even though we're in a bear market, if I pull up the weekly, uh, and if you're into this, right? So if your investment thesis is, hey, you dollar cost average and you hold long-term, that's great. You know, you should stick with that. Figure out what your dollar cost average is. And then if you need to come down lower and the price drops below your average, it's a good time to buy for you. Everybody's different. But what I want to show is not so much if you're doing trading or spot trading, but there are opportunities, right? And so you can see even in the middle of a bad market, like Casper is up 18%. Now we were talking about Casper at the end of last year when price was absolutely crushed. It was bloody, right? And so those were kind of the times that you wanted to get in. And, and if you feel like you messed out, there's no need to FOMO because Casper right now is running off of the news, right? But eventually what's going to happen is it fades out, right? It'll correct. It'll come back down to a support level. And those are the times that you want a dollar cost average back in, right? Everybody's different not financial advice, but this is kind of like what we do. We talk about this as a team, right? Filecoin, right? I talked to Mario about this, right? I had a spot trade on Filecoin. I was up like 2,200 and all of a sudden I got in my own head that, oh, well, I'll just keep the Filecoin long-term instead of what its purpose was. Its purpose was to make a little bit of extra money. I was up like 900 bucks and instead I just kept it and didn't do anything. And then look where we're at. Now I'm not down, I'm just break even, but I've could have, I could have taken that money and I could have sold out, put the money on the side in USDT or USDC, right? And then I could have put it back in on a day like this or if it gets even worse, right? And if that's what you're into, then, then you know, like I said, 
there there is money to be made in the markets. Um, anything that you guys are, are looking at, um, Billy, I'll go with you first. Anything that you're looking at specifically? Man, honestly, uh, I was looking at some of the comments too. Um, I'm kind of just stacking bread on the side. I'm just putting my cash because I do think we're going to take another leg down. Um, the only thing that I'm continuously DCAing into right now is quant and uh, link. Uh, everything else, I'm just kind of holding off, just trying to, again, DCA into that and then continue to pack my day trading bag and, uh, yeah, just get ready for to buy some assets. My big thing is I'm looking for right now is land purchases um, and trying to find, you know, that area. I've kind of pretty good where I am in crypto. Now I want to establish some more land area and start delving in that, man, because uh, the properties are dropping like crazy around here. So I guess we were talking about it earlier with, with everything that's coming on. Um, there is going to be a lot of pain in the market, right? But uh, if you understand that that pain is good pain, that you can buy some really good assets at a really cheap price, um, even if you have to leverage a little bit. If you get it at this price and you're able to, to withstand the pain in the market and when the interest rates come down, you can refinance those things. Um, right now is a very crucial time, guys. It's, it's I know it seems scary, but it's not. It's like if you really understand the market, this is the most exciting time that you could be in. And, and the more pain that you can bear, the, the greater the reward is going to be in the end. Yeah, I mean, if you think about it, when we were at the end of last year, like uh, about the time that we got the eclipses, right, and they blamed FTX, but we had all been waiting for it because of the eclipses, there was max fear in the market. Uh, there was projects, the altcoins were absolutely decimated, but those were the times that we were dollar cost averaging in, right? Like I was talking to Mario about this. When I bought um, some of those assets and I bought a little Bitcoin, it was very uncomfortable, right? And we were talking about just emotions, but that ended up being a great buy. I bought it like, I want to say low 16,000. So even though the market is completely tanked, and even if we go down to 18,000, even if we went down to 17,000, I'm up, right? And so those are those things that, you know, you got to get out of your head. Like, you know, you keep waiting for that lower, 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 but sometimes that lower, lower, lower doesn't come. And so that's why I like, what I like to do is all dollar cost average all the way down so that I have a little bit of exposure all the way down and that's worked out for me very well those positions that i built when we were at max fear at the end of last year are going from the summer all the way down those positions are doing very well right now right and it's only my positions that i've built recently that have kind of either break even they're down a little bit right but in those projects my average was still a little bit high and so i was trying to bring them down so it's kind of fluctuating but you know and and so that's why it's important for you to have like a plan um, Selman, is there anything that you're looking at? I'm actually waiting. The reason is this uh, fear and greed index, right? Still at 50. Um, stock market is cooling down. Many in, uh, indicators are actually cooling down. And uh, we were always saying if Bitcoin can consolidate, if it's really going to go down, um, obviously the sentiment indicators tell us that we, we are going into a like a cooling period. But obviously, when Bitcoin just consolidates and and all the sentiment indicators cool down and and uh, basically bottom, um, we could certainly see another leg up. But right now, losing the twenty three k level uh, shows us okay, we might be into a short term um, bearish trend. So what I'm doing now is I'm actually looking for ways to get into these fundamental coins like Matic. Right, I really enjoy what they're doing. Matic is one. I'm also doing research on Solana because Solana was the one, Gonzo, uh, you were talking about it, $8, right? But the FUD was so, so much. I was like, man, get don't touch Solana at all. But now that I feel like, okay, after this, the community is going to take over, hopefully, and uh, Solana is going to uh, see a skyrocketing moment maybe because there is um, still a huge uh, active user count. Right. People really love it and use it. And so I'm like, maybe this could be the future. Uh, another uh, very potential um, L1 in the future. So and promising great returns. This is why I'm doing research on that. And obviously um, some uh, more like um, midterm uh, potential that I see with uh, some some projects like um, AI. Right. So it was hyped. But I, I, I could still believe, you know, OK, there, there might be another leg up for AI, another quick um, narrative 
before we see a bearish trend for them. So I'm still looking for that. But um, I'm pretty sure this year it will end. Like all of this will end and we're going into that bull market um, just like back in early 2017. And then uh, things will uh, be wild in this space. And I just want to touch when I say properties, I'm not talking about real estate. I'm talking about land. Uh, if you start looking at land for sale where you are, it's going to be you're going to be amazed at what you find and what you don't find. Um, there's a lot of land that's um, disappearing fast. Uh, so I know. Yeah, when I want to talk about property, I'm not talking about real estate. I'm talking about land. So when you guys look into that, look, in, look into purchasing land, not with properties and stuff like that. If you do look at one and you want easements and. You know, you're just looking for the land part of it. Look for one that has a trailer on it that you can yank off of there that already has utilities. But yeah, in my aspect, that's what I'm looking for is trying to accumulate land, not houses or real estate. Yeah, I mean, it's definitely good to always diversify. You know, Selman, uh, I think he just tied in what I had said beautifully uh, with the Solana thing, right? When we were at $8, I was looking at the charts and I had said, like, if we lose 12, we're going to eight. But there was that chance that if we lost eight, we were going to five. But if you remember... There was max fear, right? People said that Solana was done. It was going to zero. And so a lot of people stayed away from it. But that literally ended up being the best time to get in. And that, and that kind of goes to my point that sometimes when there's max fun and max fear, and it's not for all projects, right? But Solana was the top 10 project. Now, I'm not saying that I'm a long-term believer in Solana or that it's going to be the one that stays there at the end. I don't know that. But as far as an investment thesis... It was a good investment to get in at eight and look where we're at today. And that brings something to mind about narratives, right? We see this all the time where you get um, communities that get like attached to their either blockchain or token. And there's ETHgate and people call XRP the banker coin uh, and, and Bitcoin's a scam and all these different things. And it's okay. Like me, perfect example. I totally believe that ETHgate happened. I believe that there was things that went on that were hella shady, but that is different than Ethereum as an investment strategy for me, right? I research these things, I believe them, but it doesn't change the fact that I believe, and that's just me personally, that Ethereum is a good investment, right? Just like we all believe in XRP, right? There are a lot of people that hate XRP because of what Ripple's building with CBDCs, or they call it a banker coin or whatever it is, but they get wrapped up in that narrative and then they don't invest in xrp and what if it ends up being the best investment that we see better than bitcoin right we've seen the run that bitcoin did what happens if they win the lawsuit and and then xrp goes on one hell of a run and i'm talking about in the next five to ten years i'm not talking about short term right and so just be careful of that to each his own people put a lot of their uh personalities or their beliefs into their investment thesis and that's okay that's up to you but i'm saying when at its core, when it's stripped down, what are, here, what are we here to do? We're here to make money. We're here to make generational wealth to kind of change our lives, right? And so I look at it that way. And so my investment thesis and what I invest in is a lot different than the narratives that, that, that go into play in these different communities. Yeah, some of these people get um, straight up tribalish, man, with, with their, their coins and stuff. Like... Well, what are you going to do? You say all these hateful things to people and you, you say all this just because, you know, they're trying to learn about investments. It's, it's just crazy how they dog people sometimes. You know, XRP maximalists, uh, Bitcoin maxi and, and all this. We're all just trying to be better people. We're all just trying to learn how to live a better life. Uh, just keep that same energy up when we're in these bread lines together when it all goes to shit. <laughs> I remember you when you were on TikTok talking about my XRP family. No, I'm just playing. I'm just talking shit. Dude, is it me or do you guys hear like music in the background? Do you guys yes, hear like sir. some low tone music? Actually, you know what? I added, you, I added a little bit of daydreaming. A little bit of a little a little bit of daydreaming music. Do you guys, you guys want, hear that I, chat? I reduced it a little bit. Let me know in the chat, guys, what yeah. you think about this. Having a little, little, very little breeze of uh, background music in the yeah, dude. The, we're really his... changing it up today. Abs is going to come back on Monday and be like, what did these guys do? He's like, Abs is going to be like, bro, I can't go on vacation. I can't leave you in charge, Gonzo, because yeah, everything yeah. goes to shit. You guys are playing music. You're talking about resistance. You know, it's all good, hey, man. It's Gonzo, good. I have yeah. a question for you. I just saw this one here. Is Casper really pumping? I haven't seen the charts. And um, if so, do, do you know any news updates maybe or – 
in general, you said last time you said you, you like uh, Casper. Uh, what is it that makes you so bullish on Casper? It's up 2.6% on the hourly in the bubble. I don't have the chart up. I, I'm afraid to bring up my trading view chart because I'm afraid I'm going to freeze. But um, they've been pretty dormant. Uh, I, I think what's good about Casper is it's a it's an enterprise blockchain. See, dude, it's always something. Sorry, <laughs> did you guys hear that? Like a phone call came in? Anyways, yeah. I, I thought it was uh, uh, on uh, plane mode, but I guess it came through. Anyways, um Casper is a uh, enterprise blockchain, right? They're trying to, to, to be that, right? And then the other thing that is good about them is the development language, right? It's very easy to develop on Casper. They're able to use current development language. And I'm not a, a developer or a tech person, but that's what I understand of it, that it makes it very easy. And so um, I wouldn't be surprised if they're just coming out with more news. Um, that's something that we've seen recently. That kind of tells us that we're getting towards the end of the bear market. Is before when remember at the end of last year or during last year, you'd get good news and we get no price movement, right? And ever since the first one to kick that off was Avalanche, right? And then it was Gala, and then we've seen all these different projects that come out with good news or great partnerships, uh, and then it absolutely takes off. And it, it's like absolutely losing, leaving my mind. But Casper just had a. Uh, a big partnership. You guys can tell me in the chat. It's just like Google leaving me right Cloud. now. Oh Cloud. yeah, Google Cloud, right? They have a partnership with with, with Google Cloud. Uh, that's what it is. And so, yeah, and so that's moving the price action, right? Actually, you're gonna you see know, that. You know what, guys? When you when you actually look at these um, projects that have launched in the bear market, and you know, in this case, Casper launched in the bull market, but pretty much at the end of it, uh, when the momentum was slowly, you know, uh, giving up and uh de de decreasing so at that time uh casper wasn't was hyped but we haven't seen real uh, price action but still we know casper is a community and and the utilities out there with these great partnerships i believe people will look for new ways to you know to enter certain uh, projects um they want to see some great pumps price discovery um and casper is could actually be one of the coins where you see uh, these crazy unexpected pumps in the bull market because um, the narrative all, always changes in this space, right? And uh, they, there have been many coins that have pumped in 2017, but we haven't seen a new all-time high in uh, in the previous bull run. So um, the chances for them to see a new bull run, uh, to see a new all-time high in the next bull run is also very low, right? Um, and so... I would focus on projects like these where we haven't really seen that the potential yet. And these uh, these projects could pump the most in the next bull market once the narrative, once the trend really directs to uh, uh, their utility, basically. Yeah, you know, uh, Mr. Wright brings up a good point. Um, he says, if you want to bring up his comments, is Casper lets a smart contract be updated without destroying the old contract and creating a new one. That means anything built on it will not need to change when it updates. So it's upgradable smart contracts, which is a big technology. So thank you for sharing that, Mr. Wright, spot on. Um, so yeah, dude, and this is what I'm talking about. Like, um, you know, we all love XRP, but there are all so many different projects that we get into and that we do research on. Uh, you know, I, I kind of lean a lot towards gaming, right? Because I think there's a lot of money that's going to come into gaming, blockchain gaming. You know, you've got VR, AR, right? Um, so those are all different ones where we had some serious price action, um, not in 2022, but remember in 2021, when Meta made that announcement, everything ran that was connected to gaming, just like AI, right? Everything that's connected to AI has been running, even though I feel like we don't have a real like use case yet, right? We have all these different things. We have AI marketplaces, we have chat GPT, they're connecting all these different things, but I think how it will end up in the future hasn't really been determined yet. So right now in AI, I feel like we're still in the speculation phase, right? So just be careful with that. We're going to get corrections. It's going to run. We're going to get corrections, but definitely, um, you know, and people hate to hear this, but Bitcoin runs the market. And it's not that we're Bitcoin maxis or that we own tons of Bitcoin because I don't, it's not, a very big position I have, but it is the energy of the market. And what Bitcoin does, the altcoins follow, right? So if Bitcoin decides to run, all the altcoins are going to run. If Bitcoin decides to drop down and hit those new lows again, these altcoins are going to bleed. But like Billy was saying earlier, all I see is opportunities. Now I've already seen like 
I have bearish tendencies. I my the red days when everything is being absolutely crushed and destroyed, I'm in my element. I know how to move through that. When price candles are huge and green, I got to be honest, it confuses me. I have to really think about a plan and what I'm going to do and if I'm going to keep DCAing. Uh, and everybody's different, right? And so figure out what your tendencies are. Are you? Do you have bearish tendencies or do you have bullish tendencies? I think I was talking to Abs this morning uh, before he got onto his flight and he has bullish kind of tendencies. And I guess I'm just a big bear. Well, you know, what you could do, if you, if you have a hard time with that as well, I think it, what the Japanese do is they change the color of their candles. So if the volume's going up, they put a red candle in. If the volume's going down, they put a green candle in to help them with their their psychology part to, to flip that switch. Yeah. Oh, bro, that's dope. I yeah. never even thought about that, Crazy. man. Crazy. Yeah, that, that's pretty cool. See, you guys are getting all kinds of little nuggets here. Um, Selman, I'm going to go ahead and uh, move the screen over, uh, and I'm going to uh, go to – Please, yeah. I just want to show you. I don't have the. Um, I don't think I have the website up yet. But Coach JV is going to be on TikTok today at uh, 3 p.m. Eastern. That's 12 p.m. Pacific. Make sure to check it out. But I'm sure there's going to be a lot of information about the Freedom Conference. The tickets go on sale. Uh, whatever tickets are left, right? Because the um, the ex royalty, the NFT project, that was that was its utility, right? That was its purpose was to give people access to the Freedom Conference, right? And so I think those tickets have now gone. Uh, we've done the raffling and all of those things. So now it's like they're opening it up. I think today's going to be the first day. So definitely check out Coach JV's Twitter, uh, maybe uh, the GMC Twitter. I, 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 if I can get time to go on there, I'll log in and I'll post up or I'll post up on my Twitter. But as soon as I have the website or whatever, I'll make sure I put that up there. So if you guys want to join us at the Freedom Conference, I can tell you guys um, – when I went, it was last, was that last year that dude, I feel like everything blends together. So last year when we did it, man, it, it was life changing, right? Getting to meet everybody and talk to everybody. I remember being, I felt still kind of new on the team, but I think Billy was the kind of newest person on the team, but getting to see everybody in person and just the energy in the room, man, it, it is so life changing and just revitalizing. I remember Shelly and I came back, we were buzzing for weeks uh, and, uh, you know, I could really use that. So uh, it's going to be awesome. So definitely check it out and, and then come check us out at, at the Freedom Conference. Um, let's move on. I guess we got like another 20 minutes. You know what? We could talk a little crypto, right? Uh, uh, some of the stories that I had. I didn't get a chance to highlight them, but I actually selected a, a, uh, I selected a couple of them and we could talk about it. If you guys are wondering why we're having a red day, right? Or why the market has been correcting since yesterday. Um, I, I, I think uh, when I was like looking at the market, as soon as I got home yesterday from work, we had lost like $180 million in 45 minutes. And I think it's a combination of things. I think one of this, the, one of the stories is Silvergate Bank, which is one of those, it, it's one of the only kind of crypto banks or the biggest crypto bank that's connected to all the different protocols, right? Um, they're having a lot of issues. So what's happening is, you're getting, I see if this is, this is not the story that has the Twitter. Let me pull up the right one. There's one that had Coinbase. This is it right here, right? So it says companies throughout the digital asset industry distanced themselves from Silvergate Thursday after the crypto friendly bank delayed the filing of its annual 10K report with the Securities Exchange Commission, right? In, the, in its notice into the SEC filed yesterday, the bank singled its financial health could be different than previously disclosed, having sustained more losses during its fourth fiscal quarter of last year than it initially reported in January. So these guys are hurting. I think the stock dropped 50%. It says in response, Silvergate stock price more than halved on Thursday, catering 53% to $6.35. You started seeing different, um, like you had Coinbase here, Coinbase tweeting out saying that they were no longer going to... Um, be accepting or initiating payments to or from Silvergate. And, you know, Coinbase is a huge exchange in the United States. You started to see other companies that start making announcements and follow suit, right? Um, I think you had Paxos making an announcement, Gemini. So this put a lot of fear, right? Because this is kind of, people are assuming this is the, not assuming, but this is our onboard and offboard. And so when you've got Coinbase, you've got Gemini, you've got all these people that are leaving uh, Silvergate and they're kind of the bank of blockchain. Um, it's creating a lot of uh, FUD, right? 
Um, what do you guys think about this? Billy, what, what do you think about um, Silvergate? Do you think that it's something to pay attention to? Or do you think this is just kind of adding to everything else that might make us come down a little lower? Honestly, I, I hadn't really paid that much attention to to this part of it, man. I was I was reading an article. My bad. I was I was sidetracked. I was reading an article about a gentleman leaving the Ripple team and going to help start the CBDC in Australia. One of the oh, you want to talk about that? I mean, that's probably even better. Like I was just I was just I had to read. It. I don't I know. I got sidetracked. My bad. Yeah, no, you're fine, dude. You're fine. I was just talking about uh, Silvergate Bank, and so I think you had a combination, right? There's two things. There's two major stories that happened. There was the Silvergate Bank story, and then you had Mount Gox, right? Now, over the years, it's been years since the Mount Gox hack and everything's been resolved. And every once in a while, we start to get FUD or news, and people think that all this Bitcoin is going to hit the market. And basically, we had a story, and I could pull it up. Uh, Selman, hold on. Let me see if I can get this to work. Uh, sorry, hold on. There we go. Um, it's this story right here. So I think this is why we're seeing a red day. It's a combination of these two things. And Selman, uh, I'll go to you next, right? And it says, Mt. Gox bankruptcy repayments unlikely to destabilize Bitcoin, UBS, right? And so there are multiple stories. So there are two sides of this. There are some media that's reporting that it's not going to be a big deal. And their justification is because the people that were involved in crypto back in the day when Mt. Gox got hacked, were Bitcoin believers, right? Because they're early adopters. So the, the mindset is that they're now going to get Bitcoin that's at a higher price, but why would they sell, right? They understand how the cycles work. They understand that we're in a bear market, right? And they understand that price is going to go up eventually as we get towards the Bitcoin halving. Um, and I think that's really good rationale. Then you have the other side of it that thinks that, um, I, I want to say it's 180,000. I forget the number now of Bitcoin that's about to hit the market, even though it's going to be spread out, but there's going to be a lot of selling pressure and that, you know, Bitcoin is about to get beat up. Now, if you read the story and you look, it talks about like the dates are even pushed back. I think it's going, they're looking at sometime between the end of March and it was supposed to be at the end of July. Now it's being pushed to like, I want to say it was September. So we have like the six month period where they're going to start kind of giving these payments and they could be in fiat or Bitcoin but you're going to have these Bitcoin that are going to hit the open market. Selman, <clears throat> I don't know if you know much about the story, but do you think that this is FUD? Do you think that Bitcoin price is going to get affected and come down? Or do you think that it's kind of like a nothing burger and nothing's going to happen? That it more has to do with what the Fed is going to do than anything that happens with Mt. Gox. <clears throat> now, this is a very interesting, interesting topic. And Obviously, some people will take profits because maybe uh, they have debt to pay, right? Or because of inflation, other things come up and they, you know, these are normal retail investors. So some people will certainly take profits. But here's the thing. Billy knows best. And I, I think Billy can explain this the best way. The Dow theory basically tells us that anything that happened in the past is already in the price, right? That is already priced. So what you see right now for Bitcoin, the Mt. Gox up, up, update, the new, the, basically the FUT news that has been, you know, talked about back in August, all of that is already priced. So now the, the question is, how can we uh, make sure the future is also uh, like maybe presented in, in the price chart? Is it going to go up or down? I personally believe that this, this update, this is not going to um, do much to the pricing. Um, we've seen that with many other um, altcoins as well, especially now with Ethereum, with the Shanghai upgrade, I'm pretty sure, um, you know, you explained it actually very well last time as well, like the Shanghai upgrade, that liquidity is going to be available, people will be able to unstake. And so that's also the FUD news that, oh God, it's, you know, selling pressure will come. Certainly, yes, um, there might be selling pressure, but actually, you know what, it happens before they even unstake it because the narrative is, oh, they're going to unstake so let me sell before, right? Buy the rumors, sell the news. And in this case, it's the opposite. You want to sell before the news comes out. Um, so just like that, um, I believe the Mt. Gox up, uh, update or the like the not the update. I mean, the uh, the basically the in, the selling pressure that might happen. It's not going to be a big deal. I think it's already priced. We've been talking about it for months now. And even FTX, for example, we already forgot about FTX. We forgot about Luna, 
right? Everybody was frustrated. I lost money on FTX, FTX uh, as well. But I, right now, I don't have this emotional um, like uh, feeling anymore that I had back in November. I'm not angry anymore. But obviously, I, I wouldn't do anything that like SPF uh, does. Like I wouldn't trust him anymore. I wouldn't invest in anything that he's uh, like operating in. But I'm not angry anymore. That means people really forget and move on. And in, with Mt. Gox, I believe people move on. And even if you see this fuck news right now, tomorrow people will forget about it, right? Right now, everybody's scared. Oh, God, this is going to be selling pressure for Bitcoin. But tomorrow, everybody's going to move on. Forget about this. This is why I believe it's already priced. And we just need to look um, for a clear market structure on the macro and then um, act accordingly. Yeah, so sorry, the, the mute button there got me. Definitely, like, there's so many different, like, things that come into play, whether it's the Fed, it's the media pumping different narratives or news. And that's why I love the charts, right? Because we have that saying, like, show me the charts and I'll tell you the news. And I, I always have a tendency to kind of just lean into what the charts tell me and then go with that, right? Because, again, if I was to pick a side, I would probably lean towards the side of these people were super early adopters, right? They, they, they were vested in. That's why they got into it. Why all of a sudden now they weren't expecting anything back. They get their Bitcoin back. Why would they all of a sudden just dump it, right? Now, are some people, like you said, going to sell? Probably, right? But either way, have a plan, right? Have a plan. Let's say I'm wrong and they dump all the Bitcoin and it absolutely crushes the price. All I see is tons of Bitcoin that is now available to buy right? At a very cheap price, right? And, th but have a plan, right? If that's what you believe in, if you believe in Bitcoin and what it represents, then you might have an opportunity to dollar cost average in and get into some good prices, right? Um, but again, I, I, I agree with you, Selman. I think it's kind of the same thing. You're seeing a combination thing um, with, uh, with Ethereum, right? They're starting to talk about Ethereum and that's what the news story is. And the news story talks about that the Shanghai upgrade, we're supposed to get it at the end of March, and now it's getting pushed to April, which which is nothing new with Ethereum, right? Like we always get like these upgrades that happen and then it gets pushed out. Sometimes it affects the price. Um, I think if we see any price dips, because there's been some, some numbers and data that's come out that said that they're projecting a certain amount of ETH being sold, but it tapers off very quickly, right? It starts off hot and heavy the first three days and then it tapers off, but they're all projections, right? So if we are going to get a price correction, I could see like a quick dip down where it crashes and then it just comes right back up and it gets bought up, right? Because I, I don't see it depending on what Bitcoin is doing and what the macro is doing when we get that upgrade, right? And where price action is at. But if we stay around these levels, you know, I, I don't see it crashing down where we were telling people like, remember when we were talking about $1,000 and below was a good price? Those were the times to get in, right? So I could see us coming down to like 1300 or something like that, bouncing off that support level and then coming right back up, right? Regardless of what happens, because we don't have a crystal ball, we're obviously going to look at the charts. It's all probabilities. We make our best guess, right? But either way, have a plan, right? Have some money on the side so that let's say that the price crashes down very low, you can dollar cost average and buy in, right? And if it doesn't do that, and maybe you have some Ethereum on the side that you want to sell and it absolutely takes off and goes the other way, and maybe you pull some profits. But as long as you have a plan and you've thought of both ways, then um, you won't be caught off guard, right? And I think that should be the, the, the talking point or the thing that you walk away from. And Gonzo, um, I also want to bring this up on the weekly. When you take the closings, basically, this looks beautiful for uh, Bitcoin. And obviously, on shorter timeframes, we can see this was a you know, a potential rising wedge and we lost it. So Billy, maybe some comments from you here. Um, but, you know, as long as we sit above 21K, it looks like, okay, consolidation could happen. But uh, once we lose it, there is still room for, you know, like a decline to sub 19K, like anything above that moving trend here. But with the closings, the taking the liquidity down here, I would say, where, where we have a lot of long positions open. So what's your take on that? Yeah, we, we need to we need to break out of that, that even that 25 area uh, for us, for me to think we're going to get to anything. And then the next resistance, of course, would be in the 30. But if we 
that trend line is, is pretty strong, but you have a, an ascending triangle right there that it popped out of. But if we close back below the 21 and we hit that 19, it's going to get real interesting. That, that trend line is going to be big support. I do want to touch on something, though, because, you know, everybody knows how much I love Bitcoin and, and I'm a huge fan of Bitcoin. Did Gary just say the other day that basically all coins were securities except Bitcoin? All right. So then help me understand why in the world would we invest in the Bitcoin? Um, I just I'm, I'm still trying to understand how the store value and, and, and all that works, because if that's really if he came out and said all coins are securities except that one, what does that one do? I mean, are we really willing and I'm not trying to be a, a, a Bitcoin hater. I'm really not. I'm trying to be a Bitcoin understander. Like I can, I can get down with all these other cryptos and I don't mind putting my money in them. But at the end of the day, the rat snake weasel bastard that we all talk about all the time, come out and specifically said, this is the one. Why would we go and actually go into that on a coin that has no utility, has no really store of value? I mean, it says it is, but what is it really doing? I mean, isn't it the same thing basically as, as having the dollar except just digital? I mean. Just help me. Um, I, I, yeah, I mean, I, I don't know if I'm going to convince you because I'm not a Bitcoin expert, but from what I understand, I mean, I, I think that if it was up, this is just my personal opinion. If it was up to Gary Gensler, if he could say that Bitcoin was a security, he would say that, right? Because he wants it, all of it. He can't because it's decentralized. There's no company or no uh, kind of protocol that manages it. It's all different developers and they all vote because of the way that it came up, right? That it was created, that it started with like, they started minting Bitcoin. It was worth nothing. It was worth fractions of a cent. And as it added value, the price action moved up and we're talking over years. So there's no central entity. Um, I don't think they can prove the investment contract. So it fails the Howie test, right? And, and again, I'm not an SEC lawyer, but it's the most decentralized that we have because of its way it's set up, right? And I know, and we've had this conversation. It's a different, it's a different conversation of store of value and why if it's store of value, right? Um, but I'm just talking about why the SEC can't say that it's a security. And I think it's because it's so decentralized because the way that it's voted on, the developers have to vote on if they're going to do something like, there's a lot of drama right now with Bitcoin, right? With, with, with Stacks, if you know what Stacks is, Stacks bring smart contracts basically to Bitcoin, right? And the Bitcoin maxis, the purists, they don't want it touched. They say it's a store of value and they don't want anything. So they're freaking out about this whole ordinals things, how they're bringing NFTs and they're bringing different things to Bitcoin to bring more value into it, right? They're freaking out. So you're going to see a lot of different things now that have to do with Bitcoin. Take, take um, that, take they're trying to build on it. Take that same business plan and business model of just like what they were talking about. Uh, you know, we don't know who created it. It was created by, you know, so-and-so. We can't really tell you who it is. They, they never really unlocked their keys. Uh, there's no utility behind it, but we want you to invest in millions. Would that business plan go to any venture capitalist, any businessman, and would they put money into said business plan? If you brought that model to somebody, I don't know of a businessman that would buy into a model like that. That's just what confuses me about Bitcoin so much. We put all this emphasis on it it's going to hold a store of value but like is it really and then that goes to my other question because i you know i'm a skeptic and the conspiracy theorist at heart and everything because i have trust issues and this goes to to me asking the question to everyone um who's not a part of the academy what are you going to do if it goes to fuck off what are you going to do if bitcoin goes to zero xrp goes to zero they enslave us all what is your mindset going to be like? Because we're all throwing out theories. We don't know what it's going to be. I could be a complete idiot um, and have been in the past. And Bitcoin could go to a million dollars and I'll miss that train. I will still have my XRP though. Uh, so it's like we, we go over all these scenarios. And, and I want to press this by saying that, you know, you have to have a strategy in this. But if it all goes to shit, what are you going to do? And again, if it all goes, you know, exponentially well, what are you going to do? It's just about... Being, uh, I guess I've lost train of thought, man. Just invest in what you want to invest in. Just, just what if it goes to nothing? What are you going to do? And that's the good thing about being in the academy is even if it goes to nothing, like we had all this resistance, uh, are you still going to be a good person? Are you going to be able to make it through? Are you going to be able to get to that, that next part on the other side of crypto? However it ends, I hope and pray that everyone gets rich off of it. But 
again, if you're not in the academy, get in the academy. That way you can learn what you're going to do if I'm completely wrong and Bitcoin goes to a million or if I'm completely right and Bitcoin goes to crap. Yeah, I mean, I think I think it goes into like what you're talking about. What we you know learn in the academy is that my crypto could go all to zero and I'm going to be fine because I'll find another way to build money back up. Right. Because it's not the crypto. It's me. Right. It's me that's doing it. And, And I get your point. Right. So like what Coach A.V. talks about, he's lost his money three separate times and he finally figured it out. Right. And he says it to this day, he can lose all his money. And he's going to be fine because he knows he's going to make that back. He'll find a way. And I think we're all in that same boat that it can absolutely all go to zero. And I'm going to be good because I'll find another one. So that's what I was saying. I will find another way to make money. I'm going to be fine. I will build it back up again because it's it's not about the asset. Exactly. That's kind of what I was going back to before. Like DCA into yourself. Invest in yourself. When all this is happening, you know, find out everything you can about yourself. Find out what makes you tick, what makes you trigger certain ways what, what brings you joy that's the best investment that you guys can get in right now that way no matter what happens you know what you're invested in and it's yourself that way you can make the best decisions and you can listen to people talk shit about bitcoin like me and other people talk shit about xrp hex whatever it is that you want to talk about and then you can be comfortable in what you're doing because i know me and selman go back and forth about bitcoin all the time yeah and, so and, and, you, and like we talked yeah. about it. Go, go ahead selman sorry go, go ahead, ahead i just want to add this um satoshi nakamoto we don't know who that is but like when you check out the the meaning of the word, just Google like Satoshi, okay. what it means, what Nakamoto means. It literally means separately central, centric, and then smart, intelligent, right? And then you come up with like central intelligence, right? Hey, who knows? But like uh, the, the funny thing is Satoshi Nakamoto never actually said that Bitcoin is designed to be a store of value. It was always pl- actually designed to be a, um, you know, payment system. Right. So he never claimed that it's a store of value just because we have 21 million bitcoins doesn't mean, hey, this is meant for it. His purpose was to um, have no bank involved. Right. You, I can send money. I can transfer money from A to B without an intermediary uh, or without any um, borders. So th- that was a plan. But then all the early investors i'm speculating on this i've read some comments in the past on twitter from some people some experts and i was like man this this resonates with me imagine all these early adopters they marketed bitcoin and all these influences now they market they marketed bitcoin as if it was a store of value get in it's a hedge against inflation and that's why people are like man it's a hedge against inflation it's a store of value but actually it was never designed that way so and and it's the old technology compared to XRP, um, Hedera Hashgraph, and many other cryptocurrencies. You don't even have to go to like XRP centers. So many altcoins are way faster than uh, Bitcoin, right? So even the worst altcoin is better than Bitcoin in terms of speed and efficiency. And so I'm like, okay, so it's not there yet. Uh, it, it's not the 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 most efficient anymore. It's not innovative anymore. So why why do we still like bitcoin and that's just because that there is a narrative bitcoin is the one and only people know bitcoin only whenever you talk about crypto they're like oh bitcoin someone who's 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 never invested in altcoins or crypto in general they heard of big uh, bit bit boy i want to say bitcoin right and so um this is why bitcoin is still king because it's well known it's the Michael Jackson among this space, right? Every, everyone knows Michael Jackson. So, uh, but we still believe, okay, there is another artist better than him, but it's going to take time until, until, you know, uh, people adapt it, understand it. And that's all going to happen through use cases, real utility through mass adoption with um, great products, right? You won't directly have touched to a blockchain, it's all going to be with a nice UI, UX. Um, it's going to be a website maybe that you have or a mobile phone app, uh, but it runs on blockchain. Everything's on the blockchain, but you never really experience it. It's like you just want to enjoy your app. You want your, you know, you want your experience, basically. That's it. But the, the, the infrastructure, the fundamentals is Web3, blockchain. You don't feel it in that. And then... Guys, we're, we're going to make shit ton of money in this space because the utility will be there. Everybody's using blockchain. Um, it's kind of like you don't care about 
the infrastructure of Facebook. You just create your account and you just hang out, you chill, right? You, you, you uh, actually um, use the benefits and it's going to be the same with blockchain. Right now, setting up a wallet, especially a sum wallet, oh, it's just a mess. It, all the numbers, all the keywords that you need to write down, etc. Tomorrow, and I've, I've read an article, uh, they're actually coming up with a new update uh, or with a new product. I didn't do much research on that. It's very brand new. It looks like in the near future, you can set up a wallet without private keys. You don't, I don't know how that's going to work, but again, it's, it, this space is evolving and tomorrow it's going to be so easy that your grandma is also going to have a wallet without your, your help. She can, she can figure it out herself. It's going to be that easy. And then we're going to have mass adoption in this space. You're absolutely 100% correct, Salman. Uh, it's so funny because I thought we were going to have issues filling the time, but we've actually gone a couple minutes over. So I do appreciate you guys joining me. I appreciate everybody in the chat. Thank you for listening. Hopefully there was somebody out there who was maybe having a bad day or a bad week or a bad year, and they heard us talk about resistance, and they heard us talk about overcoming resistance and how one door closes, another one opens. Don't forget. Here, we finally have the information on the Freedom Conference. I think the tickets are going to go on sale at 2 p.m. Eastern. Uh, make sure to check out Coach JV's uh, uh, Twitter page. So, uh, love you guys. Abs will be back on Monday. As we always say, Warriors, rise. Get your shit together, baby. Let's go.